check, 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 one, two, check, 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 check. Check, check. Yale University, center of wealth and privilege, and home to Skull and Bones, the most secret and powerful society on Earth. Every year, 15 specially selected people get initiated into Skull and Bones using a bizarre ritual which involves recounting your entire sexual history while lying naked in a coffin. So I decided to join the club. How could we go about getting in? I don't know. I can invade a country if that helps. In invade a country? Yeah, I mean, that, that might get you in. I could skip military service. Do you think that would help? Excuse me, I, I just want to join your secret society. <laughs> I believe there's a fair bit of masturbating in a coffin. Um, I'm not sure about everything else. I know they set their watches ahead of... Look, I, I can do that. I can masturbate in a coffin. I mean, I mean, certainly. I think everybody can. It's yeah. not that hard. I have something to say. Well, that's not very interesting. Hello, testing. Check one, two, three, four. Caleb Stevenson. Yes. Because this virus essentially was invented. Abs and a six pack. Yeah, maybe Michelle Obama like might be a man. I don't know. Uh, smoking weed, drinking vodka. Would a bad set of boobs on a nice girl be fine, or would a bad set of butt on a nice girl be, be fine? I will flat out shoot you in the fucking face. Talk to me. You see, President Bush was in a secret society at Yale called the Skull and Bones. His dad was too, and they all worship Satan. President Bush worships Satan? In my personal opinion, absolutely. And one of the Skull and Bones initiation rituals is that to get in, you have to lie naked in a coffin and masturbate in front of the older members. But the really messed up thing is that since former President Bush, Bush Sr., was also a member, he requested to be there to watch his son's initiation. So he watched his own son masturbate. President Bush masturbated in front of his dad. Yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> it's abs in a six-pack. Ayo. Chris Arnold. Caleb Stevenson. And Noah, Noah Beamer. And Noah Beamer. Woo! Eating chicken, right? You're still eating that chicken? I'm still eating some chicken. <laughs> All right, what, what kind of chicken is it? What kind of chicken you got there? This is grilled uh, chicken breast with buffalo seasoning and <laughs> cheese and spinach topping. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I'm <laughs> hungry just thinking about that. Well, more importantly, what's everybody drinking on tonight? Me, I've got myself Tito's and orange juice. Some some folks call it a screwdriver. I call it a pile driver. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah. Old pile driver. Um, I am driver. currently uh, sipping on cranberry apple, di uh, diet cranberry apple, Finlandia, Finland's own vodka, and a slice of lime. Gay! It's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, teach their own. I've got some water. Staying hydrated. Huh? Now, do I have nice to play the hog gay soundbite again? Hey, I'm healthy. <clears throat> oh, well, that definitely deserves getting that soundbite played again. Yeah, oh, probably. Well, now I gotta. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Okay, well, let me let me pull it up again. All right. Ha! It's gay. 
Got him. Got him. Ah, that right, that hurt. Man. So, uh, right where it hurts. I, uh, while I was waiting on you guys, I kind of prepped this episode. So, I'm assuming from the intro, you know what it's about. Is it about, um, uh, uh, um, Bush? Yeah, Skull and Bones. Oh, Skull Secret and Bones. Yeah. I, almost, I almost forgot what the intro was for a minute. <laughs> that chicken's distracting you. I think that's the weed, man. <laughs> Allegedly. Politically. Allegedly. Politically. Politically. Non-violently. Wait, politically? Politically and non-violently. Okay. I'll go with it. But hang on. Before uh, before we uh, do that, uh, I think, Caleb, you and I already discussed this, but not on an episode. We uh, oh, yeah. are no longer abs in a six-pack. We are not. We are now ABS in a six-pack. ABS in a six-pack. ABS in a six-pack. Uh, for now, we currently operate on the value for value, a oh, value for V for N model. What is that? Value for nothing. <laughs> okay. Oh, I got it. No ads, no paywalls, and we don't accept donations. <laughs> <laughs> and but, we don't maybe, accept donations. But maybe one keep day we will. Filthy money. <laughs> no. Maybe one day we will. Maybe but for now, day. keep your damn keep money. It. I don't want it. <laughs> All right, well, let's get back in the groove of Skull and Bones. In a place where tomorrow's leaders are groomed. Where did Mr. McNamara learn to row? The local sewers, I imagine. He's a townie. He won us the Ivy League championship three years in a row. That's all I know. In an organization. Are you ready to be reborn? Where success is assured. Our membership has its pleasures, its hardships, and sometimes its pain. We live by the rules, we die by the rules. Gentlemen, welcome home. Luke McNamara is about to get an opportunity. A skull above any other. He's only dreamed of. Senator, it's a pleasure to meet you. What do you think of all this? To be honest, it's all a little bit overwhelming. But if a secret society can give you everything you desire... This is your pre-acceptance to the law school of your choice. That's got to be a mistake. You are a skull. Imagine what they can take away. None of us are safe. None of us are safe. None of us are safe. Oh no. Yes, that's uh, the trailer for part of the trailer of the movie Skulls. I believe it was, came out in 2000. It's got Obi Wan Kenobi, I think. The uh, not the original Obi Wan, but the one from the prequels. Ian McKellen. Uh, McGregor. Ian McGregor. That's it. Yeah, Ian McKellen is the. Uh, that's, that's, that's Gandalf. Gandalf. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. It's Gandalf. Ewan. Ga- yeah. With a W. Ewan. 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 Not, not Ian. Boo. Ewan McGregor. E- is he Ewan. related to the Ewan? Ewan. Is he related to the Ewoks? Ewan? Ewok? Ewan? Ewan. Ewan. Ewan me. Ewan. Ewan. Uh, Ewan. Wow. Ewan. Well, anyways. <laughs> so, meet the press. You guys aware of that show? Oh yeah, it's it's been on TV before. Yeah, the uh, host that's you're gonna hear here interviewing President Bush and his contender John Kerry died at work of a suspected heart attack, is what the official report said. Whatever that means, but um, uh, okay, they said like suspected heart attack. I guess they didn't do an autopsy, but anyways, he introduced he interviews uh. Two cousins that were running against each other for president in 2004, George Bush, George W., 
Bush Jr. and John Kerry, who are cousins, but they were also both members of the Skull and Bones Society, so he calls them out in this famous clip here. We were here. both in Skull and Bones, the secret society. It's so secret we can't talk about it. What does that mean for America? The conspiracy theorists are going to go on. I'm sure they are. I don't know. I haven't seen the number. <laughs> I'm sure they are. <laughs> <laughs> the conspiracy theorists are going to go on. I'm sure they are. I don't know. I haven't seen the web. Number 322. <laughs> uh, first of all, he's not the nominee. And, uh, but, uh, look, I look for. Are you prepared to lose? No, I'm not going to lose. You both were members of Skull and Bones, a secret society at Yale. What does that tell us? Uh, not much, because it's a secret. <laughs> Is there a secret handshake? Is there a secret code? I wish there were something secret I could manifest. 322, a secret number? Uh, there are all kinds of secrets, Tim, but one thing is not a secret. I disagree with this president's direction that he's taking the country. We can do a better job, and I intend to do it. And we'll be watching Be Safe on the Campaign Trail. John Kerry, thanks yes, for joining us. And we'll be right back. So one thing, uh, unless you have any commentary on that, I think that speaks for itself. Case closed. It's a secret it's for society. Sure. That guy had balls. <laughs> yeah. That reporter, man. Yeah. Interviewing those guys and asking them about, you know, skull and bones. He was, uh, him. yeah, no, he was the, uh, he was the, re and that's a, that's a theme you'll see throughout all these clips I pulled today. The mainstream media was way less controlled, even, you know, 10, 20 years ago than it is now. Almost every clip I have pulled about Skull and Bones, if not literally every clip, is from either ABC News, CNN, or CBS. Because I, did, I wanted to make it something, even though it's not as juicy as the like conspiracy theorists, I wanted it to be, uh, let's see what the mainstream media coverage of it was, because I went down this rabbit hole today. I was like, holy shit, the mainstream media was covering Skull and Bones like crazy back then. So, uh, Brian Williams, ABC News, with uh, Dan Harris of ABC News, also covered it. Yale University is 300 years old this year, and were you to visit its campus, you would see that it still has exotic clubhouses, which look like tombs where Yale's legendary secret societies meet. Their prestige and importance have largely evaporated, but the rituals are still a secret. And so when we heard that some enterprising characters had managed to spy on the famous Skull and Bone Society, well, we couldn't resist. Here's ABC's Dan Harris. The videotape provides a grainy glimpse into what appear to be the initiation rituals of a secret society that's been around since 1832, whose members have gone on to be leaders of Wall Street and the White House, the Senate and the Supreme Court. They're sort of trying to scare the initiates, make them... Uh, you know, disorient them, frighten them. New York Observer investigative reporter Ron Rosenbaum accompanied a team of Yale students who shot these pictures nine days ago. Rosenbaum's curiosity about skull and bones was permanently piqued when, as a classmate of George W. Bush, he lived right next to the tomb, the group's heavily fortified home. From their perch, Rosenbaum and his cohorts taped the tomb's courtyard. What they captured, they say, was initiates, known as neophytes, being forced to kiss a skull, then members performing a mock killing. It may look like your average fraternity nonsense, but Rosenbaum says it's not. 
Even though it may seem silly to us, it seems to mean something to them. And you can't argue with the success of Skull and Bones. True. Famous alums include senators, John Kerry and John Chafee, to name two, cabinet secretaries, such as Averill Harriman, and three presidents, William Taft, George Bush, and George W. Bush, who's been reluctant to talk about Skull and Bones. Does it still exist? I mean, the thing is so secret, I'm not even sure it still exists. Okay. Pause it right there. Like, do you think George Bush legit doesn't know if it still exists or not? Oh, no, he no. knows. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's been in it. He knows. Like, he's got to know. He's part of it. Uh, reluctant to talk about Skull and Bones. Does it still exist? I mean, the thing is so secret, I'm not even sure it still exists. In recent years, by many accounts, the on-campus influence and allure of Skull and Bones has waned dramatically. And there is no proof that the rituals recently caught on videotape are the same ones performed by the current president. Still, Rosenbaum says the tape is a valuable artifact, an extremely rare view into the secret society that groomed the American ruling class for generations. Dan Harris, ABC News, New York. Now, does Skull and Bones operate out of a specific school? Or yeah, Yale. Are Yale. they like national? Okay, Yale. Okay. Yale, yeah. Now, but is Bohemian Grove also connected to a specific university? or Not that I know that of. Something no, Bohemian Grove kind of... Yeah, no, it's um, Bohemian Grove is not really like Skull and Bones is a secret society built around Yale that formed, I think, the year Yale was founded, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but but Bohemian Grove is like a a totally different um, totally. But it, it's crazy. Well, Bohemian though. Grove was like a that was actually like a play, like essentially, right? Like that was like a, or a ritual put on. Like Bohemian right. Grove wasn't a group. It it's, was it's a, a speci- it's a specific it was like place, an event. But I thought it was one group that operated there in secrecy, and that's what Alex Jones got into, and it, and it had a lot of leaders and pe- and people like that. I well, thought it's, it was of it's a the same nature. cast of characters that are involved in both, right. like yeah. Kissinger and the Bushes. Well, yeah, that, that's why I'm wondering what the commonality is here, mm-hmm. like, it, or if there is a commonality. You know, maybe that's just drawing well, a, a um, parallel that's ri- not it there. Seems like like ritualistic very... sacrifices exactly. is one commonality. Um, a lot of right, uh, a lot like of gay a, shit. A, is another commonality. A lot of gay <laughs> shit going on, and a lot of yeah, stuff to do yeah. with like old old religion gods like moloch and stuff babylonian yeah demon shit yeah yeah very weird like uh yeah it seems like the gay shit is kind of connected to like shame and embarrassment like it's it's and also like you know with the skull and bones they're frightening them too so they're trying to put them in a position of vulnerable vulnerability you know like Uh, yeah yeah and even even abc news right there brian williams and dan harris are talking about how they use like you know fear and shame to like, but yeah. Also, we'll get into it a little bit more later. But yeah, the uh, the aspect well, of control because if you like, kind of like how pedophilia is used as blackmail now. Back then, like gay shit was viewed as just as bad. So if you had gay shit on somebody, right. then you could blackmail them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, that was actually looked pretty much at the same way, wasn't it? Like homosexuality and being a pedo was basically the same thing. Up yeah. until like the 80s, pretty much. Yeah, or definitely up until like the well, 50s, 60s. Like, I guess I'd the hippies, pretty, the hippies say, kind I'd of... i pretty close. Yeah. Pedophilia has like been universally kind of fucking hated. Well, for, not... I mean, yeah, depending... Yeah, well, it depends. Like, like, it was Greeks. normal in the Greeks. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Well, I'm saying in modern society, you know, like right. You know. Yeah, in American society. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so was being gay until uh, I guess you're right about the 80s, but really like really hated until about the 50s or 60s. When everybody started also taking acid, it's exactly where you're at too. Like, I mean, I know it, even worse in Russia. Like, I'm pretty sure they murdered gays for the most part. Oh, well, China too. Know. China, like, if, yeah, yeah. Like execution. And Muslim-controlled countries. If they're like Muslim is the, like Fuck, the country's they religion, you, for you cannot anything, be a homosexual man. in most of those countries. Like, they <laughs> can't do shit, yeah. bro. Dude, people, oh, yeah. people talk shit you about how you can't bigoted. walk down the road with a limp. Like, if they'll kill you for that. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's busted. Get him out of here. <laughs> Leper. No, yeah, people, people talk shit about America and how bigoted America is, but, I mean, like, people always say, yeah, the West ended slavery, but really, it's way beyond that. Like, most other places in the world, if you're trans or gay, you're going to get fucking killed yeah right a lot like without places, a trial yeah for sure. they'll drag you out in the street and that's it yeah which is horrific for sure that for it just a lifestyle like whatever you want to do they just kill you america's no not perfect man but like we're way better than those other pagan nations well and, yeah in america. a lot of ways in, in a lot of ways man like we're much better yeah mm-hmm. freedom is free i wouldn't I wouldn't take that that one thing and then just say we're we're better on every single way across the board just based off of the fact that we don't murder people for for certain things. But, well, we but got all the guns and we still don't murder gays. Well, we, I mean, we murder people overseas. Like that's the thing. It's just like in but our do own we country. do it? I guess we do because we continue <laughs> yeah, to pay taxes that <laughs> yeah, go towards it. If we really yeah. cared, we'd all stop yeah. paying taxes. We do. Well, you can't really stop I'll drink paying to that. taxes, or they come and put you in jail too. So. If you want to play the game, you got to pay your dues. They're called taxes. <laughs> Otherwise, they'll lock you up. Right. All right. That's so uh, that's the way to work. So yeah. sixty minutes also covered it. Not just ABC News, CBS sixty minutes. Here's part one. There are secrets that George W. Bush guards at least as carefully as any entrusted to a president. Secrets he's forbidden to share even with the vice president. Secrets he's held ever since his days at Yale, where in his senior year, like his father and his grandfather, he belonged to Skull and Bones, the elite secret society whose members include some of the most powerful men of the 20th century. All bonesmen, as they're called, are forbidden to reveal what goes on in their inner sanctum, the windowless building on the Yale campus called the tomb. Do, do, do. Yeah, and apparently it's got it's kind of small looking if you see it from the outside with no windows, this big building, but <clears throat> apparently, supposedly, there's this huge underground layer below it where most of the building is underground, underneath Yale. Where they do all the crazy shit. Oh. Is there, is there any way to prove? Like, is there like schematics or blueprints or anything that shows? Just people that, that were in Skull and Bones that went public. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, there's. But uh, isn't it kind of crazy that, you know, ABC News, CBS, 60 Minutes, they were covering this back in the day? Like, can you imagine mainstream media touching this shit now? They would only do it if Absolutely. Trump was involved. Wild. If like, Trump was involved, then they'd cover it. But right, well, even right. if Trump was involved, they'd have to make sure it was just Trump and nobody else is going down with it. Right? No, Which they would why. use. They, no, they would use Trump and they would uh, pin everything on Trump and uh, like use they're trying that to do with Epstein. a way to purify. Yeah, exactly. 
that's what they're trying to do, but there's no way that they're actually going to be able to do that because uh, Epstein was on the scene way before Trump was. So if he had anything to do with them, that's awful, you know? Like and Trump was an FBI informant him, against well, Epstein. The problem is a lot of people had a lot of things to do with Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, he, he was yeah. a wealthy financier, right? So he, he basically had an affront to have close contact with a lot of different people, which is why I think I think it was a plan to have him caught on camera with so many different celebrities, famous people, political figures, uh, foreign political figures, basically so that the people who are actually involved with the pedophilia and going to the island would be mixed with this massive, you know, uh, uh, array of people who have been pictured with Jeffrey yeah. Epstein because you're right. It muddies videos. the waters. It muddies the waters. Right. Right. There exactly. are videos of Donald Trump dancing with Jeffrey Epstein at mm. like a some sort of a wealthy like house party or some shit. And he like points to chicken, goes, oh, she's hot. Yeah. And, and bumps Jeffrey Epstein. And, and that was that, all staged you know, by NBC. Uh, if you watch the behind the scenes. Really? Yeah, it was um, oh. very it was very weird. But like Trump is one of the few people that didn't fly out to the island multiple times like Billy Boy Gates and Billy Boy Clinton. Yeah. But I definitely see I see exactly what you're saying, though, and I agree with that. It's like you want to get pictures and have publicity with every single person of any kind of status you've been involved with. That way right. you still have that blackmail aspect, mm -hmm. but you've also got that public aspect where it's just you're a billionaire. So, you know, a bunch of other uh, and, the, and the people who are actually people. involved, i.e. Alan Dershowitz can uh, <laughs> claim, you know, that, hey, look at all these other people who were pictured with Epstein and they weren't exactly. involved with this. I, I'm innocent as well. You know, yeah. Exactly. I, I agree, Noah, also with what you said when we had, uh, yeah, it was Tom Starkweather on about, like, it looked like Elon Musk got photobombed by Ghislaine Maxwell, like, at some yeah. party. Kind of like, like what happened with Trump. up behind him. Yeah. yeah. That's like preemptive. They're like, oh, this guy might be something one day. Boom. Right. Picture right. with him. I think I think Trump was a little bit of a difference. I don't think it was a photobomb situation. I think he he knew something about Epstein, but I don't think that he knew he was involved in any sort of sex trafficking or anything well, like it's, that. At the time. I mean, the whole it's all public what happened with Trump. <clears throat> the uh, Epstein would come to Mar-a-Lago, and then Trump kicked Epstein out of Mar-a-Lago, permanently banned him from his Mar-a-Lago club when he saw Epstein hitting on an underage girl. And then when he found out more about what Epstein was doing, he was like one of he was the first prominent person to come to the FBI and rat out Epstein and say like, "Look, this has got to stop." And that's all in court documents. So that mm -hmm. video of him and Epstein was before he like caught Epstein hitting on some sort of an underage girl or some shit. Yeah. Okay. And you'll notice Trump's not on the flight logs to the island. Neither is Elon Musk, as see, far as I know. I would, would want to see something like verifying this shit, but yeah, like that that seems kind of believable. No, it's, I mean, it's in court documents, which I guess, for the sake of argument, just to play devil's advocate, they can be forged if Trump has that much power to forge them, but that's come out. I don't think he does. Yeah. I mean, oh, the FBI did. That, is, that, would, that would be worse if people found out that the documents were forged. Right. You know, because right, then it would right. throw a haze over everything he ever says, especially like if he had documentation to back it up. Like Trump's yeah, like wealthy, but I don't think he's had like, uh, you know, very long standing political ties where he could have something forged for him personally like or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Caleb, when we were talking to Goof the other day, he he basically said the same. He's like, it's like, I don't I think Trump has 
nothing to worry about with Epstein. Like, and that's why he, when he wished Maxwell well, it was like, hope she doesn't get murdered. <laughs> yeah, I think Because I want her to talk. It's more of a dig at Hillary, I yeah. think, more than anything. Yeah. Or the Clintons, how there's like all this stuff. It's like, I wish her well, because, you know, who is typically associated as being behind the Epstein killing? The Clintons. Right, right. Hey, I wish I had that clip of Trevor Noah on The Daily Show when he's interviewing Hillary going, so how did you kill Epstein? <laughs> she just goes, <laughs> doesn't even deny it. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so 60 minutes. Here's part two Wait, of that. But before, oh. before we move on really quick, I've got a thought. I've been thinking about this for a minute. I want to get your thoughts. Okay. We've, we've mentioned right. the Clintons. We've mentioned uh, uh, Bush and Kerry, how Bush and Kerry are related. Uh, I was listening to uh, you know, same episode of Mo Facts that Caleb was. Oh yeah, number forty-four. Yeah, and I started thinking Third. about the way that the all these guys are related, like not just like by political ties and like business ties, but also by like blood ties, bloodlines. Yep. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there any sort of a bloodline relation between the Clintons or the Bushes or you know, like? Because um, I mean, I know Obama is. The, the Clintons, you know, related to- Hillary and Bill have often referred to uh, Bush Sr., H.W., as like their their dad or like their father figure. Um, I don't know if there's any blood relation, but I mean, the Bushes and the Obamas and the Cheneys are connected. I don't know if the Clintons are blood related with them. But um, I mean, you got to like uh, Bush Sr., H.W. Bush, not Prescott. His father, but like the middle, the middle guy, H.W., when he was head of the CIA with the whole Iran-Contra thing, Bill Clinton was governor of Arkansas, and that's when all the guns right. and coke running was going on. So they're they're in tight as far as family bloodlines. I'm not sure if the Clintons and the Bushes are blood okay. related, but they're definitely close. I think they just saw somebody who could really play the game in Clinton and just kept him going because he was already running, like, serious game. Like, I had no idea, like, Chris, until you started talking about all the stuff he was doing in Arkansas, had no idea about all that. Like, but that shows that you could really run a game. And so that's, like, really what they're looking for is someone they can trust because they're really uh, It's it's such an open secret now that in the Tom Cruise movie about Barry Seal, uh, I think I might have played a clip from that on the cocaine episode I did, but, uh, yeah, I mean, even in that movie with Tom Cruise about Barry Seal, like Bill Clinton, the governor of Arkansas makes a phone call. Like Tom Cruise is like, I'm going to be walking out of here in five minutes. You guys can either take the bribes with these Ferraris. He's like surrounded by DEA and FBI and like sheriffs. So I'm going to be walking out of here in five minutes and they're like just laughing at him. And then the phone rings and it's Bill Clinton on the phone and he just walks out. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It was just making me wonder with all these like the secret societies, the political ties, the business ties, the blood ties, like what the fuck is going on? Like, do we basically have a, a massive royal tribe that's running America and has mm-hmm. been for like a ton of years? Like not just America, <laughs> but the globe, I would say. And that's yeah. why well, now um, now it's the, the global empire. And Trump is appears to not be part of the club. And that's why they've been so angry. Or if he is a member of the media. club, he is a very disliked member of the club. Right. 
All right, uh, continuing with 60 Minutes, uh, part two of that Skull and Bones report. Apart from presidents, Bones has included cabinet officers, spies, Supreme Court justices, statesmen, and captains of industry, and often their sons, and lately their daughters. A social and political network like no other. And to a man and woman, they've responded to outsiders with utter silence. Until an enterprising Yale graduate, Alexandra Robbins, managed to penetrate the wall of silence for a book she called Secrets of the Tomb. I spoke with about a hundred members of Skull and Bones and uh, they were members who were tired of the secrecy and that's why they were willing to talk to me but probably twice that number hung up on me, harassed me or threatened me. Because Bonesmen do not talk. Right. I know I already said this but I just can't believe that mainstream media was covering this during Bush's re-election. Yeah, well, they didn't have the internet like to uh, uh, pick up something and then start spreading around like wildfire. Like things didn't go viral in the same way that things go viral today. Like so, so it's almost like the political establishment wasn't as worried about you know like minor reports coming from you know one network or another. It seems to me that right. there's a massive change and a massive move for control that happened. Mm -hmm. like yeah well honestly it, in the last few years and kind of like how john lennon talks about how lsd backfired when the cia tried to use it for mk ultra they created a whole generation of anti-war peace-loving hippies it's almost the same right. thing with the internet because like with darpa and the navy uh and the intelligence agencies on record creating the internet as a means of surveillance it backfired and created a huge way for people to spread information. So yeah, you're right, Noah. They weren't really worried about it, probably, uh, until the internet came along. And right, exactly. there was about a 20-year gap before they started clamping down, and now we're in the part where they're trying to and clamp down on the internet. Down. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like an hour before we went on, like I, uh, headline popped up on my phone, said uh, Facebook, I believe, moved to... Uh, actually remove a post of Donald Trump's following in like Twitter's Twitter's uh steps. It was some sort of a COVID-19 misinformation yeah. clause or some shit like that. It just it, they're actually censoring the president of the United States of America, which is pretty fucking Twitter's wild, been doing that man. a lot lately, but they always find some reason to do it like oh this is COVID misinformation well, or oh well, this and it's video that and had, it's had a copyright it's by complete proxy of the same people we've been talking about, the, the, the same political agenda that's pushed by, you know, the Bushes, the Clintons, the, the you know, Obama, basically, you know, on different sides of the aisle, but the same end goal, you know. And it seems like they have pretty good uh, uh, control well, of the media. The end goal is always control, right? Like, regardless of what party you're for. You're not really rooting for your party. Thank you. You're not really <laughs> rooting for your party. You're rooting for yourself. Like, even your group, you're still not even rooting for your group. You're rooting for yourself. You want to be the one to be at the top. So, right. back in, and when was this report from? When is this Skull and, Abort, uh, Skull and Bones report from? Uh, I didn't write the date down when I clipped it, but I want to say 2004, when Bush and Kerry were running. They were both Skull and okay. Bones. This definitely sounds like something that would have gotten run right around re-election time. Mm -hmm. Because this is when you start pulling out the stops. This is when you start just throwing anything you can at them. And I don't think this was really considered conspiracy reporting at the time or reporting on something that could be a conspiracy. 
it's more like we want Carrie to win. We're on Carrie's team, and this is what we're going to do. But they they bring up Carrie by name. This is they they don't say him and Bush are cousins, but they mention by name Carrie also being in the Skull and Bones in both those reports. Well, then they're both in the same boat, so it's fine. They just put uh, Bush in the the sinking boat. It's a it's a faux election, man. It's not a real election. It's it's people with the same end goals, the same ideology. They're basically Mm -hmm. related. They went to the same school. They went to the same secret society. They have probably this similar. No, they're literally related. They're second cousins. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So point being, it doesn't matter who wins. Mm -hmm. The same group is in control of exactly. the country and therefore the world. And now that Trump's in office, he's not, he doesn't have the same ties to these people. And I think that's why we've had such a vicious media attack of, you know, the whole orange man battered Trump derangement syndrome, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like just mm-hmm. people basically hating on him no matter what in a way that's inordinate and doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. You know, it's, it's yeah, because yeah. there's somebody pulling the strings and somewhere. That doesn't mean that Trump's necessarily good. It just means he's not controlled exactly. by the system, which in Bring my opinion belt. in itself is good. It means that the people in control exactly. <laughs> it means the people that in control of the system have lost at least enough of the grip to let somebody who's not at least exclusively in their group right. win the election. Which right. is really cool really to see. Alright, so uh continue with that sixty minutes clip. This will be yet another teaser for what the episode we've been teasing for a while, the Operation Paperclip episode, because oh, damn. Prescott Bush, George W. Bush's grandfather and H.W. Bush's father, uh, helped Hitler's rise, rise to power, and he was in Skull and Bones in the early 1900s, but he uh, backed Hitler in Germany, and uh, here's a continue with that 60 minutes. Skull and Bones, with all its ritual and macabre relics, was founded in 1832 as a New World version of secret student societies that were common in Germany at the time. Since then, it's chosen or tapped only 15 senior students a year, who, when they graduate, become patriarchs, lifetime members of the ultimate old boys club. Skull and Bones is so tiny, that's what makes this staggering. There are, there are only 15 people a year, which means there are about 800 living members at any one time. We know that a lot of Bonesmen have gone on to positions of great power. That's what Skull and Bones' purpose is, to get as many members as possible into positions of power. Though there is this mythology about Skull and Bones running, pulling the strings of government. You're saying the fact is Skull and Bones are pulling the strings of government. They do have many individuals in influential positions, and that's why this is something that we need to know about. President Bush has tapped five fellow Bonesmen to join his administration. Most recently, the head of the Securities and Exchange Commission, William Donaldson, Skull and Bones, 1953. Like the president, he's taken the Bones oath of omerta. Silence. I don't believe that um, people who represent our country, especially the President of the United States, should be allowed to have an allegiance to a secret organization. Now I've got a question real quick. Shoot. This is, wh- this is which Bush? Uh, H.W. Bush. or W? W. This is uh, 2004-ish is when okay. uh, 60 okay. Minutes did this. And I'll keep saying it. I cannot fucking believe how much coverage of Skull and Bones there was in 2003, <laughs> 2000, between 2003 and 2005. It was nuts, man. That's crazy. Yeah. 
But one thing to remember about that is that Bush was treated basically the same way Trump is being treated now. Kind of. Like, I mean, if you look back at it, I mean, I remember the same thing happening, except it was about stuff with, like, the Iraq War. You'd have, like, ABC and NBC and stuff. They would just play, like, it was nothing but stuff about how awful Bush was because he had started this war. But they all— That's true, but the thing is, Fox was very, like, vehement in their defense of— Bush, whereas well, I don't think they've been as strong of a supporter of Trump. You know? Well, especially lately, Fox has been pretty anti-Trump, unless you're talking about Hannity off. and Tucker. But no, I'm NBC, CNN, Fox News, New York Times, Washington Post, all defended the weapons of mass destruction lie and supported the Iraq war, hands down. In the beginning. In the beginning, they did. At the initial start of it, absolutely they did. But then as it went on, they found a way... At, closer to the election is really when it really started to happen. They started to back away from that and they started just to pin everything they could on Bush. You're right. They yeah, you're right. To treat him because they yeah. wanted Bush's cousin in there. Who's also from skull and bones. They wanted John Kerry who would have done right, the same right. shit. Exactly. Yeah. But, but you're right. The way well, the they thing is, I think him. they've, I think they basically just have different friend groups is like John Kerry's going to help out like this set of bankers and this set of like environmental, you know, like wherever the fuck, and like Bush is going to help out this set of weapons cr- contractors, and like, <laughs> like they're I mean, all like corp- corporate, like corrupt, fucking like you know sacks of shit. But it's maybe, just like yeah. which team that you know. I took. I which, mean, I, t- I took C- Caleb. I took your point as more like people were like, oh, people are really aren't liking Bush. The public opinion's shifting against him. Let's get the other guy who's going to do the exact same thing, but pretends to be Bush's enemy in there. Exactly. That, okay, Chris, that was right, more right, where I right. was going to it. Like, uh, Chris, or no, I agree with everything you said, but uh, what Chris said, that's more what I was going towards because it was like they said the same thing. It's like the approval ratings dropping. The American people aren't behind every poll. Right, right. Like, One out of a hundred people even knows who George Bush is. Like, I'm okay. That's, that's hyperbole, <laughs> but you know, it's like it was all super negative against him, and it made him look like it was just going to be a landslide in the other direction. And he still won. Yeah, yeah. It seems like they're fast dealing uh, fucking puppets is what they're trying to do. They're just trying to keep America in a daze. It's just like, <laughs> just like yeah. cycle the puppets as fast as possible to, you know. Yeah, look over here. Look over here. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. Back. look up. Look down. Boom. <laughs> gotcha again. <laughs> but uh, to, to, to touch back on that last 60 Minutes clip again, you notice how the uh, Secret Society death cults, even 60 Minutes, brings up that those originated in Germany. And so we'll touch back. Again, on that, in the paperclip episode, which since we've been teasing it so much, I want to make sure we really do that one right because the paperclip one, and then I guess we'll follow it up with Bluebeam. I've been pulling research and clips for it, but there's just so much there. It might need to be a five parter. No, not really. But uh, there is a lot there. So, I mean, I'm down for that. <laughs> and I don't even know if I'm about paperclip. I don't know if I'm down for that, but. Uh, you, you get the idea. So anyway, finishing up with that last bit of the 60 Minutes. The cast of the initiation ritual is right out of Harry Potter meets Dracula. There is a devil, a Don Quixote, and a pope who has one foot sheathed in a white monogram slipper resting on a stone skull. The initiates are led into the room one at a time, and uh, once an initiate is inside, uh, the bonesman shriek at him. Uh, finally, the bonesman is shoved to his knees in front of Don Quixote, uh, sort of as the, as the shrieking crowd falls silent, and Don Quixote lifts his sword and taps the bonesman on his left shoulder and says, by order of our 
order I dub thee knight of Eulogia. A lot of mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> a lot of mumbo-jumbo, but it means a lot to the people who are in it. There's also an obsession with death and its trappings, and with skullduggery, literally. Prescott Bush, George W.'s grandfather, and a band of bonesmen robbed the grave of Geronimo, uh, took the skull and some personal relics of uh, the Apache chief and brought them back to the tomb. Uh, there is still a glass case, bonesmen tell me, within the tomb that displays the skull that they all refer to as Geronimo. Geronimo! Who's Geronimo? Yeah, you know, I was about to say, what's the significance of that? Uh, he was like a Native American warrior that was died as a prisoner of war that was trying to defend the Native Americans from the invading colonies. But apparently Prescott Bush, Bush Sr.'s senior, went with the skull and bones at the... Uh, in the early 1900s and dug up his skull and brought it back. So apparently like the skull and bones society in the, in what they call the tomb, they have a bunch of skulls. They collect them like Indiana Jones, temple of doom shit. Of like just random people or only of people like of significance, people of significant spiritual power, um, almost like a desecration of graves, but also seems like they believe it gives them their power. Here's CNN covering the same story. Maybe you've heard of the secret club called Skull and Bones at Yale University and the rumors that members stole the skull of Geronimo. Well, now descendants of the famous Indian warrior, they're suing to get it back. And as Deborah Fabrick reports, that is not all they want. Geronimo hanged for murder. Just his name, Geronimo, conjures up images like these in an American legend. A fierce Apache leader and his warriors greatly outnumbered fighting off the U.S. cavalry in an attempt to save his people and their way of life. And he's eventually uh, surrounded and outmanned, outgunned. He is convinced to surrender. Geronimo died a prisoner of war, his body buried in Fort Sill, Oklahoma. Now, 100 years later, his family is suing to get his remains back. After a while, you know, it, it hurts you inside. Harlan Geronimo is the warrior's great-grandson. He and other descendants are suing Yale University and the secret society known as the Order of Skull and Bones, claiming Geronimo's skull was stolen back in 1918 by Yale students, members of the secret order. One of the alleged grave robbers, Yaley Prescott Bush, the father and grandfather of Presidents 41 and 43. When you desecrated a, a grave like of this nature, you know, uh, you upset the spirits. And sooner or later, you know, the spirits will come after you. Ha! Gay! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I, I want to know, because I didn't look into this, but what do you think? Did Geronimo, the Indian warrior, exist first? Or did the phrase for when you knock down a tree, like timber, or Geronimo? Is that what people say? Geronimo? Well, that's like when they jump out of planes, right? No, that's kamikaze. That's when you fly up. Well, no, you say, you say Geronimo when you jump off of things. Oh, okay. Geronimo! Yeah. Did, did it, so it probably came from right. that Indian warrior. It's probably where Geronimo came probably. from. Probably. Yeah. He yeah, probably, probably he was probably really good at jumping off of shit, and he probably yelled his own name. <laughs> That's probably what happened. <laughs> For decades, members called Bonesmen dismissed the suggestion as a hoax. 
But a bonesman's letter written in 1918, discovered two years ago at Yale, suggests otherwise. Quote, the skull of the worthy Geronimo the Terrible exhumed. Now safe inside the T. T is believed short for the tomb, the bonesman's private club. Yale says the university does not have Geronimo's remains and that it does not speak for the secret society. Deborah Feyrick, CNN, New York. <laughs> I like how Yale says, we don't have the remains, but we don't speak for the skull and bones, <laughs> implying that they probably mm. <laughs> Right, right, right. Well, I mean, they couldn't, like, Yale couldn't officially be involved with Skull and Bones, right? Like, I mean... Well, it is a Yale's secret society, and it's on the campus of Yale. But is it, a, like, a... Like, a, uh, not a like how official is this secret society? Like, <laughs> It's official enough to have its own building on campus and be old as old as Yale itself. But what's so is secret the tomb about actually it? on campus? I thought it's I secret and, that was off campus. Like, no, 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 I the tomb is like they a got hidden. a building there. It's not that secret, right? Well, it's like secret as in you're not allowed inside. Skull and bones on the yes. front, like, and it has like, the number. Know. It has the skull so, and bones, and it has the number three two two. But you're not allowed inside unless you're in this secret society. So it's like it's like if I put a sign on the outside of my door that said like no girls are allowed. Like that's a secret society now. It's funny you mention that because until recently the skull and bones did not allow females in their group. Oh wait! How do we know too. that they do allow female group females? Well, because they, they now they, they say they like do. Facebook they now post? allow blacks, gays, and females. It's I didn't clip it, but that was something that came up a lot. I'm sorry. Do they have an official spokesman? Because this secret society is starting to sound really not secret. They would yeah. they have like an official like charter on equality, or like there's just. Well, it's like discri discrimination <laughs> policy. It's, a, like, it's, it's, it's secret as in what goes on and what they talk about, what they do. It's not secret do, in, as to as it, its existence is Skull not secret. Does okay. have an HR department? It do seems they have an HR that's, department. That's, that's actually what I was about to bring up because it seems like maybe all this press that they were getting in the in the mid 2000s they wanted that press oh i was i was gonna make that suggestion earlier that mm -hmm. uh, this this might have been planned like this, that a lot of this information might have been leaked a little bit like well yeah how when else you have they 100 find out it's a secret society right somebody's gotta leak it right, right. if it's secret the information doesn't get out unless you leak but, it but well you had 100 members of the, you know, of the like, skull and bones go on record for that lady that was being interviewed on 60 minutes for her book it seems like they wanted some of this information to get out. They, it's it's like a lot of things. Like you want the uh, the publicity. Oh, um, it's like the episode of South Park where Cartman buys uh, rollers, uh, a theme park. Yeah. And only lets one person in to cover the cost, and has to keep letting more and more people in to cover the cost of running the amusement park. Right. Well, I don't know. If they, like I don't know if they wanted be... the publicity of as to get more members because they've always only allowed. 15 max per year well, in well, then what, what from they, I'm starting what, to wonder to be honest if that's a method of maintaining control over long periods of time having the same people maintain control when you start a secret society I mean you, you've got to know that all things come to an end and you can't keep it secret for forever right so if you've got a core group of people running shit you know you can keep that secret by then moving that group onto a different group that's still secret that nobody knows about now you leak information about your old group, it gains members, 
And that's another like society that you can directly control because you've got, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know if you I do understand like, no, where I'm I, going. I get what you're saying. No, I like that I idea. That. I, I like your idea. No, I also like the idea of, the, I mean, these people are into really weird occultic shit. So maybe there's something where it's like they want, it's like when they, it's a secret society as far as what goes on, what they do, what they talk about is secret. But kind of like the Freemasons or something else, they know, or the Illuminati or whatever. It's like everybody knows about them. So maybe the more people fear you, maybe the more and and like know about you, maybe metaphysically they believe that gives you more power. The more people look at you as some kind of power. Maybe. But that, it seems like the veil of secrecy also gives a lot of power. And the more that veil like gets lifted and that that particular group loses power. And it seems like a lot of these people who run this kind of shit would like having layers of separation like seems to be really beneficial to the kind of shit that they're trying to accomplish, which is pulling the strings from behind the scenes, you know? Okay. But let, let's look at it this way too, just real quick. Let's say that skull and bones was literally just a very select social club that just was a bunch of like, million multi hundred millionaires slash billionaires children who all just operated this they're like hey nobody else can really relate to us we want to all get like really messed up so we're going to do it together all right and they form this club and they're all going places anyways because they're already like uh what's the word legacies they're already um very entrenched in like whatever their family does or whatever their heritage is so they make this club just so they can get messed up and have fun with a bunch of like-minded people. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, wait a second. We can leak this and make this look like it was a really big deal. And I'll make a bunch of people scared. And a bunch of people start thinking like, well, what are they actually doing back there? What is actually going on? And they'll just give us all of this control just by assuming that we have this much power just because it is a in quote secret right. society because it's only for an yeah. incredibly select group of people. That's kind of what I said, except you're breaking it down less woo woo and more real life based. Yeah. Um, That's and, the way I was thinking about it. It's like what, it's yeah. kind of like the, the like since you compared it to a South Park episode. What about the the mystery of the urinal deuce episode where it's like oh, yeah. Bush and Ch Bush and Cheney like the nine eleven conspiracy websites are run by the government to make people think that the government is powerful enough to pull off 9-11 without exactly. a hitch. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It could be a whole thing where it's like, it's the propping up of something that's not even necessarily a bad thing just to look like you have a whole bunch of mysterious power. Yeah. Well, you know, almost if, like if a that's controlled true. opposition kind of thing. If that's true, you know who could be in it, in that, uh, in the skull and bones and we wouldn't even know it. Who? Uh, could be Trump. go to Yale? I don't even think he graduated he high school. Did, yeah, I was going to say, did that dude even go to college? Yeah. Let's Google it. I'm yeah, sure he I'm, I'm sure he went to college. He has to have at least He went to Trump degree. University. He went well, to <laughs> Shit, I wish I could have gone to Trump University. That would have been awesome. Caleb, I think what you were saying is like a a like real possibility about Skull and Bones, but I think that like if that's true, 
that's like a bunch of these like hundred millionaires or billionaires or whatever the fuck getting together and then like with their kids and stuff and like hey we're we're gonna you know have this like drinking club or whatever the fuck they yeah. go through school then they send their kids there and those kids go to the same club and then they, those I feel like even if it started off as like a, a simple drinking club, if you've got a bunch of rich people going to the same like prestigious school that not a lot of people can afford to get into in the first place, and then having a secret society, like which is another layer of separation beyond that, or another layer of like elitism, it's just going to lend itself. And then it's intergenerational. Right, so the father passes it down to the son, and the Three father generations of a Bush's. position of power, a, mm. a position of authority, or a position of wealth, and they pass that down onto the son, and it's just this continuous chain of, like, I mean, this could be honestly part. I'm gonna get super woo woo here and metaphysical here for a second. I'm gonna re- reference some of the shit that me and Chris been talking about in the past. Uh, this could be part of the way that uh, evil, evil, powerful people throughout time, like, pass, I guess, power down through reincarnation or whatever the fuck. If you believe that reincarnation is somehow tied to your bloodline, then, like, having these secret societies throughout history and shit like that uh, that are tied to your business or your wealth or your authority or your political position and being able to pass that on to your, like, your, you know, your spawn and... uh Anyway, so passing, pass having these secret societies and shit like that and different organizations, schools, businesses, whatever the fuck throughout time is a really good way to maintain power by wealthy people and pass it, you know, to your children, to your offspring. Like I'd the British like, royal family. Inbreeding and shit. I think that's like a that's a whole nother level of trying to maintain control. No, I, I I completely agree with Noah. Like man, like I like that's how you pass down power: generational wealth, generational power. Like you can't build uh, almost every single person on Earth, with the exception of like probably like six people, can build enough wealth to become a billionaire in one lifetime solely by themselves. Right. Nobody right. can do that really. The only way, and even if you have a billion dollars, it doesn't necessarily mean you have power. It just means you were good at something that made you a lot of money. Power and money are completely separate. Um, Well, not completely separate, but fairly separate. And when you are able to pass down power instead of just passing down money, money goes hand in hand with it. But if you're able to pass down power, that's huge as far as like an advantage over just uh, just a normal person. Like it's huge to have uh, power that's been created by the generation before you and then handed to you. Right, right. And I think I think that's the difference between, like, say, the royal family and then a lot of the people that we're talking about. And that's how the establishment in America has been so interconnected for like 100 years and maintained its power for so long without being overthrown by the people or anything like that is because it's hidden behind this veil and these secret societies and shit. The royal families like in various countries, always eventually lose power, get overthrown and shit like that because they're just right there out in the open. You got one bloodline that's got all the shit, all the power, and all the wealth, and eventually the people at the bottom are going to get angry, you know, at that one family. But, like, if you can divide everything up and have it behind this veil of secret societies and fucking business deals and, and, and shit like that and just, you know, and even across political aisles, right? So, like, 
you know, Bill Clinton on, you know, being a Democrat and then the Bushes, you know, George H.W. Bush being a Republican, like that didn't seem to matter too much, you know, <laughs> fucking anyway, you know, and rant. But, you know, you get my point. It was a wonderful rant, Noah. I really enjoyed Thank you. that. That was, was, that was uh, brought to you by uh, mushrooms and weed. So, uh, allegedly. Politically. Allegedly and politically. Allegedly. Non-violently. Of course, non-violently. Politically, allegedly, non-violent. Continuing with the strange, at least in my opinion, strange theme of mainstream media covering Skull and Bones. Let's go back to CNN. Tonight, we continue our special investigation of secret societies with a look into Yale University's Skull and Bones. You're about to learn what only a powerful few ever find out. What goes on at a club that... <laughs> Somehow I doubt that. CNN is about to tell you what only a powerful few ever find out. And now it's not a secret. City's <laughs> Skull and Bone. <laughs> so you're about to learn what only a powerful few ever find out. What goes on at a club that's been shrouded in mystery for 177 years. What really happens behind the padlocked doors of this windowless building? The Tomb of Skull and Bones, Yale's oldest secret society. Its members include some of America's most powerful and privileged elite, all sworn to secrecy. Damn, I'm, I'm start digging the Skull and Bones theme music, bro. Yeah, CNN, man. But no, I like part of me. Yeah, this this window of coverage happened between like a year before Bush versus Kerry and a year after everything I found. And that's what makes it really weird. And you, 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 Noah, and you, Caleb, both make good points where it's like, this seems like this was intentionally released. It was almost coordinated. Every major network on cable news was covering it. Yeah, and if something yep. like this is coming out, like, uh, I wouldn't think ABC would pick it up if one person <laughs> talked about it. You know, it had to be at least a couple dudes involved, right? Right. Is it like one person leaks some information and then all these major networks, like, use the exact same source or well that's they the other thing is own that author that author spoke to 100 because once you're in skull and bones you're in for life and that author supposedly had death threats and you know uh threats and you know silence from most of the skull and bone members because there's usually about 300 living because they induct 15 people a year but apparently she got over 100 members to talk to her on the record about Skull and Bones that are still Skull and Bones members, which also makes it seem like it's planted. I don't know. Yeah, that either makes right. it seem like, like they it's had to coordinated. all agree to that. And I mean, it's the same thing, I feel like, as with uh, like the Freemasons, where it's like everybody knows about the low-end initiation rituals. Like, I, I watched a documentary on Amazon. I already knew about it before that, but I watched like a documentary the documentary on Amazon. What? The Rainforest? The <laughs> what? You said that you watched a documentary uh, on the Amazon. On oh sorry, I, well, it was on the Amazon you. on the Amazon Prime. Jeez, derail the whole the thing. Horticulturist whole... over here has like no idea what the Amazon rainforest. I, I've is. heard He's of like, it. What? I know it's out there. It's over there. It's um, it's the lungs it's of the earth. Them, okay, I did, okay, sorry. I've heard of you. According to other notable scientists, you watched that a documentary. Uh, on uh, the Masons, the Freemasons, not the Amazon. Well, it was on Amazon, the the <laughs> company, the company that sends you the boxes with the smiles on them. 
that one. Yes. And they had a documentary about uh, the Freemasons and the initiation ritual that involves this like mock uh, killing. Like you get mock killed. Like this is open information. This is information anybody can know, but you got to go look for it. Like it's Sidebar not just real quick. Fall Why does every life? secret society have mock human sacrifices? It's a, it's a, to me, this is why I would think if you're going to have an effective society, like a secret society, you want that person to be dead to their old life or born into your society, right? Right. That's yeah, dying, that's being born again concept than I thought. Like Christianity, I thought, just tra- I thought it was just training for future, like real human sacrifices. Like, well, that- I mean, I'm not going to say that's <laughs> not what some of these guys are doing, but. Mostly, it's like if you're going to join a group and they want to know for a fact that you're going to be part of the group, it's like you need to, your old self needs to have died, like your pre group self, and your post group self is all that matters. Exactly. Exactly the same thing as Christianity. Yeah, a lot of religions. It's the same idea. You want to be dead to self. Yeah. And that's how they want to get you because that'll get you, if you have that kind of dedication or are able to actually show that in whatever way they choose to make that the, uh, initiation that's what they're going to go with and if it's not secret knowledge that that's what the initiation process is maybe there's certain parts of it they keep out what's to stop a member from talking about it if it's not a guarded part of the group so the skull and bones they could have just made it that certain information was no longer guarded or secret and they're like hey yeah you guys can go talk to the press they're gonna love it we might get carrie in there this has come from carrie's part of the group by the way not bush's part because they're like, yeah, we like Gary. He's like our right, dad's right, right. friends, dad's kid's friend or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, yeah, we want to do that. So it's like, yeah, 100 of you guys. Yeah, go ahead. And like, how many of you guys want to talk to him? Go talk to him. I get your name out there. Get famous. Right. Right. Go tell him that thing about uh, George H.W. Bush, Bush uh, he, uh, jizzing, jizzing on his son or watching his son jizz or whatever the fuck it was. He, you know. Do you yeah. think Do you think they let Jeb into Skull and Bones? Oh, absolutely no. not. No, no way. <laughs> No, they they made him go. They made him go Daddy, away. Every Daddy, time. I really want to join. I promise, I'll come really hard and big. <laughs> I promise. They- I'll do my best. I'll even. I'll cry really bad. You know, I'm good at crying, Dad. He please. He started wow. his own group called the Skull and Boners. Please clap. <laughs> the sad bones. Please clap. Please clap. Uh, please clap. Who was wow. it? No, it was Patriot J when we had him on, made the point that I totally hadn't even considered until he brought it up. He was like, Trump destroyed Jeb's energy so bad that like he changed his campaign slogan to Jeb exclamation point <laughs> to make him seem like he had more energy. Jeb! Oh, Jeb! Which, which so- just totally backfired. <laughs> It's kind of hard to yell, to be honest. It's kind of hard to say with an exclamation. Jim. Jim. It's a low energy word. There's no hard vowels or more energy. In more energy tonight, Jeb. I like that. You can make that without ever moving your lips. Like, yeah, you can. Jim. 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 I think that's like several like uh, uh, children's first words. Is, is that short for Jebediah? For sound. Jim. Is it short no, for Jebediah, Jeb. or is it his full name, just Jeb? His full name is I, Jeb. I, I kind of hope it's short for Jebediah. It seems like honest. it has to be. Jebediah is pretty... Nope, just I mean. Jeb with an exclamation point. <laughs> Jeb. Jeb. <laughs> that, that, exclamation that, point. That, that is his given name. That's his born 
first name with an exclamation point. On the birth certificate, it's Jeb, all lowercase, with an exclamation point at the end. Jeb. Now, actually, now that I'm putting some thought into this, I think Jebediah is more likely because his like great grandfather, whatever the fuck his his, his name was, Prescott, his you grandfather, know? and yeah. then his grandfather, and then his dad's name was Herbert and George Herbert Walker. So Jebediah seems like really not far off from like the beaten path here. <laughs> Holy crap! South. Do you want to hear that? Here, here's here's what Google has to say. Jeb Bush's actual name is John Ellis Ellis Bush. That's so much better. And his name's just Jeb. Everybody just calls him Jeb. Oh, because it's J-E-B. Yeah. John Ellis Bush. It's his initials. Oh, my God. Holy shit. It's, Holy he's like shit. Job from Arrested Development. Gob. <laughs> Gob. There's, there is way more backstory to Jeb's name than I thought. Dude, apparently, wow. apparently you're right. They did not let Jeb into Skull and Bones. And that's why he never became president. <laughs> Man, we're not going to let that little guy in here, are we? I mean, I Googled uh, Jeb Skull and Bones, and there's nothing. It's just all the other bushes. So was was Jeb's campaign for president <laughs> the definition of controlled opposition, Caleb? Is that what I'm hearing here? Like, um, is, <laughs> He was just in there to get another Bush versus Clinton, it except seems this time more Clinton like, it's, It seems more like a uh, compassionate toss-away <laughs> is really what it seems like. like. They were hoping okay, he Jeb. would get the nomination and lose to Clinton. It's like maybe Jeb will get in there. Oh, that's <laughs> really smart. No, won't. you're right. You're right, Chris. We'll throw him in there. See well, because think about it. Like Bush, H.W. <laughs> Bush, he had one term, and then Bill Clinton beat him, so they wanted another uh, Clinton victory over a Bush. Because before Trump yeah. rolled in and wrecked it, it was going to be Jeb Bush versus Hillary Clinton. That was Everybody thought right. that's what was going to happen. You're right. This controlled oscillation, man. Bush, Clinton, Bush, Clinton. <laughs> yep. With a little Obama break in the middle. But, I mean, right, he was right. like the, he's like the, uh, he was still, was he related to them by blood or yeah, just by marriage? One of them. He was related to one of the families. He was, or, or. He, he still came to Thanksgiving dinner. He still had turkey <laughs> oh, that, with everybody. That's in right. November. No, uh, Obama is cousins with Cheney, I believe. Yeah, but distant, distant cousins. It's not like Bush and um, Kerry were at second. I think like they're like seventh cousins. Obama and well, Cheney. Still, and then and then and then Cheney's like cousins with somebody else, like either a Bush or or I ah, fucking I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I can't speak. Yo yo yo! I got man. guns. I'll hurt you. I'll take you down. I'm a dangerous thug. <laughs> wow! Who could mess with that guy? Uh, that guy sounds racist. I wouldn't mess. With him. <laughs> Uh, all right. Continuing with that. Like uh, continue with CNN here. No Bonesman has ever publicly revealed the truth, but it's believed the 15 juniors are selected each spring based on a mix of family connections and their accomplishments. Initiation is actually pretty silly. Members dress in costumes, skeleton costumes, devil costumes, other costumes. Somebody's dressed up as Elihu Yale. The initiates have to do things like uh, drink fake blood out of a skull and share their deepest, darkest secrets. One of the first activities they participate hey, in is called Real quick, Chris, pause it for just a second. Yeah. Tell me if you can hear this. Just, just a second. Fart? Part. Just a sec. Just, just, just. Okay, can you hear that? Yes. Wait a yeah. second. Wait, wait for it. 
Dumbo? Wait. Wait. Wait for it. Wait. <laughs> what the fuck is that from? They said they dressed up in like skeleton costumes. They're spooky, spooky scary, scary skeleton. <laughs> is that the gotta be a Disney movie? It's an old. I don't know what it is. It's it, I, it's on YouTube. It's got like a six million views. The bones are like, their money. The worms are Google their dollars. Like spooky scary skeletons. No, or something. I've known shit. about this song for forever. I play this every oh, Halloween. Okay. I've done it for like five years, and it's <laughs> like I've had no. This is the perfect time to play this. Song. You got people dressing up like skeletons. They are spooky, drinking blood, scary skeletons. The guy asked for something spooky. He said, "Gospel's not selling anymore. Give me something spooky." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the bones are their money. The worms are their dollars. <laughs> All right, I'm done with the spooky, scary skeletons. <laughs> Continuing with CNN here. Somebody's dressed up as a lie can yell. The initiates have to do things like uh, drink fake blood out of a skull. And share their deepest, darkest secrets. One of the first activities they participate in is called connubial bliss, or the sexual history. During CB, as it's called, each member must spend an evening standing in front of the other 14 bonesmen and recount his or her entire sexual and romantic history. Now, you know the CNN didn't go full in deep to where they have to sit in a coffin and jerk off in front of all the other members, but they got close enough because you're right. Like you, One of you, I th- might have been both of you earlier, brought it up. In a secret society, you have to have blackmail on people. So you have to get everybody's deepest, darkest secrets or just film them or wit- have everybody witness them doing something really messed up and that bonds you all together so nobody can step out of line right yeah so i mean uh, i completely uh, yeah the, that's definitely part of a secret society i mean what, what were you going with exactly there like that's just i know part you have a secret society well you or? got well that's just what cnn bro it, my point being i don't know where you guys thought i was going with this episode but um, this is the part where we cut the mics off, and I tell you, we're starting a new secret society, just the three of us. Oh, and, shit. Okay. Um, yeah, and it it may or may not involve circle jerking. Oh, there's Wait. only three of us. That's a triangle. Triangle jerking. Oh, it's even more <laughs> Illuminati that way. Okay. Illuminati. Because it's a triangle. Illuminati. Right? As long as it's circle jerking, like, I, I just, <laughs> just jerk myself off. I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, if we could all just do it separately, but I mean, like, if our backs were turned, you know, yeah. I mean, baby, but, you know, it's definitely like, not like... With, I've only got two hands, and I got three holes, so, hey. No. Oh. <laughs> no. Don't do that. Uh. <laughs> just use the one hand. All right. Uh, Maybe so, some spin. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll come back. Uh, put, a, put, a book, put a post-it note on the uh, on the calendar. We'll, we'll come back to forming our own secret society, but... Uh, we'll have to edit this part out so that nobody knows about our plans. But anyways, in 2017, I believe, the Freedom of Information Act, which I looked it up and I couldn't find anything after this news story, but we might find out more about Skull and Bones. 
George W. Bush and Barack Obama's attorneys were alerted quite recently that under the Freedom of Information Act, over 1,000 pages of documents pertaining to the skull and bones, a Yale University secret society of which Bush was a member, could be seeing a release. The National Archives states included his correspondence from individuals, organizations, and children to President George W. Bush, Laura Bush, Andrew Card, and Karl Rove, routine memoranda regarding government awards and promotions, and draft correspondence from the White House with background material. First of all, what was up with that intro and exit music? <laughs> I love it. I don't know. I feel like I've pulled a news clip <laughs> from that exact same place before because I remember that For sounds sure. familiar. I enjoyed it just as much last time. It was it no, was but very if there's nice. one bit that stood out to you, I mean, for me, it was why is Obama having to be notified that the Skull and Bones stuff is getting Freedom of Information acted when he was never a member? He wasn't. I thought no. he was. Pretty sure he wasn't because he went to Harvard. He didn't go to Yale. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're, yeah. So you think did, maybe they have a proxy there? They have like another uh, like a sect of it there? I don't or know. Something the only, adjacent to Skull and Bones? The only reason, like, other than something nefarious, the only reason I could think of is since Obama was the current president at the time, like, it might involve national security, and that's why Obama would be notified. I don't know. That could have, I mean, I guess if it was something pertaining to the previous president, Right. Maybe he needs to be notified. Still weird. That's still pretty weird that he would be on yeah. the list, like the top of the list of people to be notified. He had he had ties to people who were in Skull and Bones. So like he may not have been in Skull and Bones himself, but like wasn't he really close with like a lot of people who were? Yeah, I actually pulled some clips uh, when I thought Mofax was coming on tonight about Obama's CIA ties. and uh, Yeah, I was going to say, regarding Mo, uh, something he said, or it was the clip that Judge Joe Brown that he had on his show, I don't remember which one it was, about right. the, the, the candies, the, like when that picture of George Bush giving candy to Michelle Obama, that was the same candy that, um, I, I guess, George Bush Sr. gave to Obama mm-hmm. when he was like, Eight or something like that showing yeah. just how interconnected yeah. all this stuff really is if like from the age like preteen age obama is interacting with the bushes how really all interlined all this stuff is how really predetermined right. whoever's going to be in power really is right george bush senior was uh intimately connected with obama's father so yeah. what was his name lulu simmons Luoretta something Simona something or whatever the fuck he ran the Indonesian death camps and shit apparently (laughs) yeah I I don't want to give away too much because I pulled some clips about it from Ralph Mo but yeah the communist Frank Marshall Davis was apparently Obama's father and Mm -hmm. just to give a brief nutshell version the whole birth certificate thing where it was like Obama and they intentionally put out like fake birth certificates that was all a distraction to like divert from the fact that Obama was born in the United States, but he was raised and bred by the CIA, and his his mom was CIA, his grandpa was CIA, his dad was CIA. Please. Oh, okay. I was going to say clarify raised by the CIA. Well, his right, fam- he was raised by a family of CIA, and so like to divert off of that, and he was groomed. Like to divert off of that, they came up with a birth certificate thing, which was like a red herring. 
Right. Oh, just right. to throw off of his actual heritage, right. CIA thing involved with CIA. Right. Right. Mo kind of touched on that a little bit, but I I was going to go in deeper with him when he came on, but we'll we'll shelf that for later. So this is like since I did all these cl- all this clipping and research today, this is where things went a little <laughs> a little off the rails. I found because uh, I I just like came across this Bilderberg group clip, so I was like, now we're done with Skull and Bones apparently, and we're going to Bilderberg because I just thought this was fucking hilarious. What a twist. More CNN. Welcome back to The Lead. I'm Jake Tapper. Now it's time for The Buried Lead. That's a story we do not think is getting enough play. When you think of secret societies, you think of groups of rich old men, like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons, sitting around a ridiculously long table, all trying to top each other with their best diabolical laugh. It makes for a fun cartoon, but in reality, such societies and secretive meetings do exist, and one is going on right now behind closed doors in England. The Bilderberg Group is a meeting of the most influential people in Europe and North America. Wall Street investors, business moguls, politicians, royalty, they're all coming together and keeping the media and everyone else out. What are they discussing? What are they plotting? Doesn't the... What is he building in there? Burgers. They're building burgers. <laughs> <laughs> what are they discussing? What are they plotting? Doesn't the public have a right to know? Well, apparently, no. Though, what they chat about could very well end up impacting your 401k or who knows what else. Security was tight today at the Grove Hotel in this leafy area north of London. 140 members of the global elite arrived here for a top secret, hush hush, off the record conference in the English countryside. How's this for a guest list? The head of the International Monetary Fund, former Treasury Secretary Tim Geithner, the heads of Amazon.com, Google, and BP Oil, former General and CIA Director David Petraeus, and what's a top-secret cabal of puppet masters without Henry Kissinger? <laughs> All of them came here today for the Bilderberg Conference. That's Bilderberg, not Build-A-Bear. <laughs> okay, that is why I had to clue right there. That pissed me off so bad because I used to make that joke and it's like if Jake Tapper on CNN is making the same joke I thought I came up with, then I got to reevaluate my life. <laughs> Build a bear. Maybe you're, maybe you're just linked. Tapper. Yeah. Are you, are you actually Jake Tapper? Maybe you are Jake Tapper. Are you Jake Tapper? <laughs> I actually I am Keith Pyle. <laughs> for the Bilderberg wow. conference. That's Bilderberg, not Bilderberg. Participants are tight-lipped about discussions other than to say topics will range from the economy to jobs to U.S. foreign policy, what the organizers call megatrends and the major issues facing the world. Reporters and outsiders are not allowed in and everything is off the record. Organizers say that so participants can take time to listen, reflect, and gather insights. Protesters from around the globe have descended upon the venue, objecting to the secret nature of the meetings, which have been going on behind closed doors among European and North American elites since 1954. Protester Daniel Kirby explains. It's just a gathering of people who are concerned that our elected politicians who promise transparency are meeting in secret with the heads of top banks, pharmaceutical companies, weapons companies, 
you, know, you name it, European royalty are in there, sort of thing. Um, it's just, it's just incredible that they can say one thing and do the other. Now, if you're thinking this is just another cabal of the people who secretly run the world, so does noted author, provocateur, and conspiracy theorist Alex Jones from Infowars. Magna Carta has been restricted for the scum globalists that are in there. Jones is broadcasting live from the conference this week. They want you dead, Governor. Why? They're all <laughs> Why? He's talking to Jesse. You can't see it, obviously, since it's audio only. But in the clip, he's talking. It like play a clip of Alex talking to Jesse Ventura, and he's like, "They want you dead, Governor." And Jesse Ventura goes, "Why?" <laughs> Has been restricted for the scum globalists that are in there. Jones is broadcasting live from the conference this week. They want you dead, Governor. Why? They're out to kill me. Some pretty nutty <laughs> conspiracy theories about... <laughs> I'm going to probably play that two more times because it's so good. They're out to kill me. Jones is broadcasting live from the conference this week. They want you dead, Governor. Why? They're out to kill me. Some pretty nutty <laughs> conspiracy theories about the group abound. They're, They're hiding the cure for cancer, for me. example. But the one, just, one more time, just for, just for brevity, one more time. They want you dead, Governor. Why? They're out to kill me. Some pretty nutty <laughs> conspiracy theories about the group abound. They're uh, hiding yeah, the cure yeah. for cancer, for example. But just because Bigfoot believers who are often offensively wrong are on the case here does not mean there isn't reason oh, wow. for the We're rest all of us. Bigfoot believers. We're all Bigfoot believers. Fucking all. asshole. <laughs> I, I, he is being a little dickish right there, but at the same time, I'm, I'm just little? amazed. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm amazed that he's even calling any attention to the Bilderberg meeting and saying that it's a real cause for concern. And that's what I'm saying is he just said it's a real cause for concern and all these people who are protesting it to are fucking retarded. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah Comparing it to Bigfoot believers. People it's who like go out when, and think they see Sasquatch out in the yard. It's still better than when Neil deGrasse Tyson immediately compared harp to aliens being stockpiled in an underground base. That is right. true. He's, he's kind of like just a he's a douche. He even if he know he knows a little bit, you know, like he's smart or whatever. He's such a douche. It doesn't matter though. I mean, which one, Jake guy. Tapper or Tyson? No, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's such yes. a douche. Like I mean, any interview he ever does, he acts like he's like smelling his own farts the whole time. He literally Dude, he has went on Joe Rogan and time. talked. He went on Joe Rogan and talked about gravity for like literally forty five minutes and still couldn't explain how it works and got pissed off because he couldn't explain how gravity works because Joe was asking him basic questions. He yeah, finally no had to go. We don't explain. know how it works. They know the mathematics. <laughs> the yeah, no, know the mathematics. They don't know how why. it works. Yeah, he, he got so mad it. that Joe asked why. Look in science, you don't ask why. You just ask how. <laughs> they want you dead, Governor. Why? They're out to kill me. Some pretty nutty why? conspiracy theories about the group abound. They're hiding the cure for cancer, for example. But just because Bigfoot believers who are often offensively wrong are on the case here does not mean there isn't reason for the rest of us to be wary as these masters of the universe confab away from cameras. The conference wraps up on Sunday, and organizers say there will be no resolutions or votes and no policy statements. I think it would be very naive to think that all of these people are going to turn up to a meeting unless it has some effect. Gerard Batten is a member of the European Parliament for London. I'm sure that they are actually reaching decisions about which way public policy should be going in the countries that are represented, and of course in the European Union.
We'll have to wait and see if any of the attendees choose to speak about what happened at the conference. Let me also say it appears my invitation was lost in the mail, an oversight that we here at The Lead hope will be corrected next year. Of course, you can share your conspiracy theories about the event with me on Twitter, at Jake Tapper, all one word. <laughs> all one word. So, as, as he asks for an invite to the Bilderberg meeting, he's like, I would, I, you lost my invitation. Like, I promise I won't talk. Like, please. Like, he was, I beg yeah. you. Dude, what, I'll be you, the that's little a good butt point, boy Noah. of the party. Dude, Noah, that's a great point. It's like almost like the only reason he did that story is because he's pissed he wasn't invited. That's exactly why he did that story. He was like, <laughs> fuck you guys, man. You didn't invite me. Uh, I'm Jake Tapper. Good observation. You don't think I can blow your lid on this little fucking whole operation you got going on over here? Send me your conspiracies at Jake Tapper, all one word. (laughs) I'll Uh, retweet him. So, uh, (laughs) full disclosure, I when I started doing research and clips this morning, it was not for Skull and Bones, but I got sidetracked and went down that. It was really to cover someone else that was on our list of topics. Uh, but I just got sidetracked and I was hoping that I could tie skull and bones into her. It's funny. You brought it up earlier in the episode, very early on Noah, but I couldn't tie Hillary to skull and bones, but we're still going to end with a Hillary segment since that's what I was planning on doing today. I mean, she got a real pussy. You could stick loose change inside. Oh. Hillary Clinton, more like Hillary Clinton. That hurt. All right, so uh, Noah, and maybe you were involved with this, Caleb. I don't remember, but we early on when we were making a list of topics, we were like, okay, so we know Hillary Clinton's doing a podcast. So we had this idea: we're going to listen to a full episode of Hillary's podcast. And just yeah. pause it and do commentary throughout it. We're not we're not doing that right now, are we? Well, hang on. Now let's get into another amazing released. interview with my good friend, Secretary Hillary Rodham Clinton. So you've been you started your new uh, podcast. Yes, you're on it. It's the Bakari Sellers podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We've We've had Deshaun Watson, the quarterback for the Houston Texans. We've talked NASCAR. We've had Vince Carter and Antoine Jameson. Uh, we've had Charlemagne, our good friend Charlemagne. Oh, great, and, great. And Stefan Gilmore. And now we have you. And so uh, thank mm-hmm. you for coming out. How's your podcast going? Well, you know, mine won't start until September. So oh. we did, as you know, because you were one of my very first guests. <laughs> oh, thank we've, God. We've done a lot of interviews. We thought we were going to be able to start in May. And then because of you know, COVID and everything, we're starting in September. So I can't wait. I've had some really terrific conversations with people, including you. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll be able to, you know, be podcasting together. So I have reached out to the Hillary Clinton uh, team. Podcasting together. And I have, since Hillary was talking about podcasting together, I did reach out to First Lady, Miss Secretary Clinton, to her team, inviting her on our podcast. So stay tuned. 
there's at least a 50-50 chance that Secretary Clinton will be on our podcast. Why is he almost president? Because, you know, flip a coin. Could be, she may, she's not going to be on his. She's 50 because, because of a coin. It's 50-50, like, bro. More like 99. I would honestly, if, if they accepted that invitation, I actually did send an email, but if they accepted that invitation, I would probably turn it down just because I don't, I just can't imagine it going well for any of us. No, you, you no, would have I, to take that. So that I we will could take just, that. Yes. I will take that invitation. I'll take like, it too. I will, inter- really? I will interview her. Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. 100%. I believe if that I the federal government see her face. should give people cocaine with marijuana. Yeah. Yeah, just play that. Oh, that's good. We're audio right. only. Yeah. Yeah, we won't have to look at her pumpkin head or jack-o'-lantern face. Anyway, since Hillary, her podcast, sadly, her solo podcast she's doing where she interviews people is not going to come out until September, which is sad. Oh. We're, we are, uh, I, I found the next best thing and it's better cause it's so short. Uh, the little mini podcast from the daily show where they oh, interviewed Hillary. Real, real quick before you play the clip though, just as a mental note to future, uh, Chris, Caleb and Noah, we should have a separate like podcast series where all we do is critique the Clinton podcast, the Hillary Clinton podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, side note, do you know about who are these podcasts? They're on the knowledge no. industry. Okay, so I've they heard them. they their whole show is they listen to podcasts and just talk shit about them. They play every episode. They find a different podcast and listen to it and just talk shit. And of of all the things on the knowledge industry, I have been told by the admins there do not do what they do or even anywhere close because it's not just that it's crass, crude, and rude. They have literally driven a couple people to near suicide. And then when someone made a suicidal video about their podcast getting made fun of by who are these podcasts, they like oh made fun God. of them killing, like joking around about oh them. Oh my God. <laughs> John okay. C. Dvorak is going to be a guest on there soon. But yeah, who are these oh, podcasts? Wow. Every episode, they just find a podcast and just berate them and make fun of their podcast. Do they, uh, are they on YouTube or anything? Or I think it's audio. On They're on a. I'm subscribed to them on like uh, Google Podcasts, but yeah, it's uh, Who Are These Podcasts? They're pretty funny. They'll have guest comedians and stuff on. But yeah, Dvorak's right. going to be on there soon. Anyway, but yeah, so next best thing, since Hillary doesn't have her podcast out yet, Aww. I got her on The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. And uh, let's give it a listen, shall we? Just uh, yell anytime you want me to pause it. Alrighty. You're listening to Comedy Central. <laughs> Secretary Clinton, welcome to the Daily Social Distancing Show. <laughs> You're listening to Comedy Central. Secretary Clinton, welcome to the Daily Social Distancing Show. <laughs> well, I'm social distancing in my house, and it's great to talk to you today, too. Genuinely, a lot of the time I find myself Ooh. wondering just like what you're doing and where you are as a human being. Because I know if I was in your position, I would spend most of my time tweeting, I told you so. And then I would be like, I'd walk around the streets just looking at people saying, it could have been me, it could have been me. So what, like, what do you do? I genuinely would like to know, what do you do? Oh, well, you know, before the lockdown, I was doing all of that. I mean, you know, there's probably video. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, Trevor Noah is such a bootlicking, cringy fuck. 
that dude exists only to lick her butthole. Uh, like I mean, she presents it and she and he just licks it like uh, just, just as much as she wants. That's oh my god. Okay. Oh, continue with this. Find it, or maybe I'll help you. Uh, you know, for the last what? How many months I've been at home yeah, since three months, uh, yeah. in March, like everybody else. Um, and I've done a lot of uh, walking in the woods, my, one of my favorite things to do. I've done a lot of reading and some writing. Uh, this was the big year that we were going to be celebrating the 100th anniversary of American women uh, finally getting the right oh, to wow. vote. And working There's to support only been the American groups women that, for 100 years. <laughs> um, I help support through my organization, Onward Together. And then I get to spend time with my grandchildren, which I have to say is the biggest silver lining, Trevor, that you can imagine during this very uh, difficult time. So, you know, we're, I, I don't know what I do all day, but I'm exhausted every night. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's everyone in Corona. We're all we're mm-hmm. all tired, and we don't we don't really know why. Um, I I do know that you've been really active in in you know in having your voice heard. One of the biggest things you've been passionate about is voting. It seems like America's. Hey, I have a <coughs> suggestion on <coughs> on Google Podcasts. Mm-hmm. You can cut out all the silences, but also you, which I'm not going to do, but you can speed up the podcast. And oh. I know that when. Uh, Adam Curry says, like, he, d- he doesn't like when people listen to uh, No Agenda at 1.5 speed because it's like jogging past the Mona Lisa. But I think it's fair to say that Trevor Noah's podcast with Hillary is not the Mona Lisa. You down with speeding this up a little bit? Let's speed it up a little bit. All right, let's try 1.5. See how that let's do it. It's on an ominous path to a November date when there's going to be a lot of questions in and around the election. Donald Trump is vehemently against mail-in voting. What do you make of this and what do you think the path should be to getting people the easiest access to casting their votes? Republicans have uh, two prongs to their strategy to try to win. The first is try to prevent as many people who they think won't vote for them from voting. So, you know, make the lines really long uh, where young people vote or... (laughs) How do you make voting lines long other than having more people come out to vote? Republicans just want to make the voting lines really long. They're gonna make it long. They're gonna let us. They're gonna keep limiting the places that can be sl- voted at it. So Maybe it's only Chick Fil A's. I'm gonna go back just to make sure I didn't mishear it. Regular speed. I think won't vote for them from voting. So you know, make the lines really long uh, when young people vote. <laughs> That's or what she said. Makes no vote, sense. Uh, or Hispanics really long vote. Where young people uh, vote. Try to make or where, or where Hispanics or other minorities vote. Yeah, that makes exactly. no sense. Vote by mail as difficult as possible. Uh, claim it's fraudulent when indeed it's not. In fact, that's how Donald Trump votes and everybody who uh, knows about vote by mail understands that. And so I've been working with a group called Democracy Docket led by uh, uh, lawyer Michael Elias to help support the lawsuits that are being brought around the country just to make the vote available, you know, to make it clear that look, let's have a fair election. And that means let as many people who are eligible citizens uh, to go vote. I'm all concerned about uh, irregularities in voting or fraud. I mean, for instance, we saw the case yeah, in New Jersey, I think it was two weeks ago now, where ironically it was some, a councilman who I think was um, was changing the votes for, in, in Republicans' favor. Is there a party that, that is worried that Donald Trump would be able to use any of those stories Once to try I hit and undermine the entire it's election? Like so you see, there's that one, there's that one. I don't think we should trust this election at all because it says well, that I've lost. I don't think we'll be able to well, use the whole I think it is um, a fair point to raise <laughs> as to whether or not if he loses, um, he's going to go quietly or not. Uh, and we have to be ready for that. But there have been so many uh, academic studies and other analyses which point out that it's just a, uh, it's, a, it's an inaccurate fraudulent claim. There isn't 
that problem. All the games that are played and all of the photo IDs and any kind of restriction that can be imposed to try to keep the vote down in places that aren't going to vote for Republicans, uh, that's the real danger to the integrity of our election. That combined with misinformation and oh, disinformation right. and look, all of the online uh, shenanigans that we saw in 2016. So I'm, I'm a fair election. If people get to vote and they, for whatever reason, vote for Donald Trump, okay, we'll accept it. Not happily. She talks almost as fast as Ben Shapiro three times. people actually get to the polls, whether by mail or in person, and get their votes counted, then we are going to have the kind of election we should have. And then it'll be a win both in the popular vote and in the Electoral College. You um, are the star and subject of a docu-series on Hulu. And Blech. for many people, I think many myself included, I saw a side of you that was refreshing and different and for lack of a better term, you had a swag about you that not many people knew you had, you know? Do you feel more free or is that, is that just Captain Well? Is that part of the like, you know what, I'm free, screw, screw, whatever. Hard. Yeah, there is, there's really a big part of that. And, and, and the documentary, um, you know, I was interviewed for 35 hours. And wow. I, yeah, and my feeling <laughs> once I agreed- 35 hours. That's like three, that's, well, I mean, for her, that's probably split up over and like- And it was only month, like what, like a two or four, two to four hour documentaries no, I, think so, that, I think that thing had episodes yeah it was like four was like, one hour episodes so that means they and that was most of it wasn't even her interviews so my point is it took 35 hours of interviewing her to get stuff that made her not seem like a piece of shit <laughs> like i haven't watched it how much of i watched the, the interview, first two episodes how much of the actual interview with her did they actually use i it was just stuff like oh yeah like i meant they well let me put it this way they do not, it, when they talk about her career as a lawyer, they do not include the fact that she was exclusively defending child rapists and getting them off. Ah, uh, naturally. It's a fluff. It's, yeah, it's a fluff piece if I've ever seen it. to do the project uh, was, you know, this is it. I, I, you know, I'm not running for anything. Let's I'm going to just, you know, say it like it is. Let's see what she can. sounds like um, at And a lot of people have said speed. what you said. And my gosh, I never saw that side of her yeah. or whatever. <laughs> It's like molasses so, going sour. You know, I drunk Hillary. I know I know the, the pressures of being in public right life and, that's okay. and being misunderstood <laughs> no and being, you know, kind of subjected to the attacks and the criticism. I, I know that it probably made me a little less available and open um, and probably a little hunkered down, if you will. And my life is a little bit like a Rorschach test where, you know, people who are comfortable with women seeking and holding power. Uh, being this makes it like the speed makes her sound like an old woman's voice, but the cadence of like a teenage valley girl like anyway and, and uh, <laughs> outspoken exactly right. you know see it and think oh my gosh well yeah of course and then how long are, maybe is this clip you know man. begin to you know think different it's the shortest podcast of all time it's 14 minutes but i'm gonna skip to the end if it if it doesn't get good soon about that. Yeah. Alert, it's not going Clinton to. got further and did more than I ever <laughs> dared to think was possible. If there's if there's another Hillary out there who's running and beginning her journey, what would you warn her about or tell her to try and look out for to just Can you imagine despite all John Stewart's flaws, can you imagine John Stewart doing this type of an interview with Hillary? No, absolutely not. No politician, period. I feel yeah. like any politician he would have on, he would at least ask a couple of poignant questions you know at least I mean, you're right he's just lick, licking her asshole like as hard yeah, as he can do you ever just walk around the street interview. and think man i'm right and i'm the best <laughs> you ever think wow because so i think great. about you all the time and how you're the best all i think russia about russia russia so great and you just you did so good and you got robbed and i love you and <laughs> where's your butthole at closer <laughs> to the hole sir yes please just give her a little advantage in a world where she desperately needs it. You will be criticized no matter what you do. Um, and so take criticism seriously because sometimes your critics actually can teach you something. But don't take it personally. Don't let it 
eat away at you. Don't let it knock you down and keep you down. The women who I admire that, you know, Chelsea and I wrote that book about gutsy women are women who are not just in it for themselves. All right, I'm going to skip four minutes ahead and see what's going on. His own uh, preferences. And he clearly started hearing about this back in January through intelligence briefings that he either read or he didn't read. But even before that, he had disbanded the uh, unit within the National Security Council that would try to get ahead of and follow uh, the development of pandemics abroad. He had really made it clear that he was more interested in the optics than the facts when the uh, virus first hit. And he kept saying, you know, we have 15 cases, it'll be over soon. So you've got to begin and end with his total um, lack of leadership, his indifference toward what this virus has cost us, not only in lives, but in jobs and livelihoods. <laughs> wow. And now, of course, he doesn't want to hear from our leading now. infectious disease experts like Dr. Fauci. He doesn't want to hold uh, the even the sham of the meetings different? that he used to hold to try to talk about it. He's, this is all like a Google podcast. I can only change speed. Attention span oh, so that he can like get pills. back to you know pretending to be president. You, you, you very rightfully call him a showman. I mean, that's something really Donald Trump has an uncanny ability to put on a show and just really, you know, suck all of the attention that the media wants to give him. There has to be a part of you that, that you know, I guess is, <laughs> is, is a little angry at that because, I mean, when you're running for president, a lot of it in America specifically is about putting on the show. Do you, do you sometimes wish there was a, like a, like a, a test that you'd have to write? Is there some, because you're sitting at home and you have so many of these answers and you've studied so hard, but really you got, you, you got beaten by a showman who just knew how to win the ratings. How do you feel about that when you see what America is going through now? Well, it breaks my heart. Um, I tried to warn people uh, during the campaign that he was not fit for the office. He wasn't prepared for the office, that his, I tried to warn uh, people. His, his appeals to the basest instincts among us was really setting us up for even more divisiveness. And then I saw it literally from ear. the inauguration forward. Um, <laughs> I take right, no pleasure in that because look, I, I want to, I look forward to that, Trevor, and stay healthy and stay safe yourself. Will do. Thank you very much. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, ears edition. <laughs> 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 Sounds like this guy had like a stroke and half his mouth doesn't work. And Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. <laughs> well, that was a disaster. Uh, that was so... That podcast was so bad it killed Noah's laptop. Rest in peace, Noah, and your laptop. R.I.P. He did his best. They both did. <laughs> I think... Uh, despite me derailing the end of that because I didn't have a good way to rap... Skull and Bones, I think we learned well, a lot. Let's wrap it up like this. How about this? How you about started it? this off by talking about how Bush was involved in Skull and Bones, and for some reason we ended with a 10-fucking-minute <laughs> clip of Hillary on Trevor Noah running the abortion of the of the Tonight Show, or what's it called? The Daily Show? The Daily Show. Running the abortion of the Daily Show as it is as it exists today. What was the point of Dragon everybody including myself through this what was the lesson i think it was mainly well like i set this up with i set out earlier today looking yes. for hillary's podcast so we could because i didn't want to do any prep work i was like we'll just listen to hillary's pocket which by okay. the way aren't you really glad that i didn't immediately go for your idea of having a side podcast where all we do is listen to hillary's podcast I am because after if that's what we're gonna have to listen to that like, ten minute turn, I couldn't do it. I, first episode. Imagine that for an halfway hour and through a half the first episode instead of ten minutes. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, side note: I'm looking at Twitter, and the number one story: FBI raids YouTuber Jake Paul's California home. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> let's click on the details for this. End it with this. Yeah, End it on a happy let's, note. Let's do it. An FBI spokesperson confirmed that the search conducted at Jake Paul's Calabasas residence was part of an investigation into allegations of criminal acts, quote unquote. Okay. During an incident, eh, federal agent warrant was also served in a Las Vegas home. Eh, nothing. Okay, he, the FBI raided his home, and they didn't release the crime. Federal search warrant. So they warrant. didn't. They didn't find anything, or they didn't release if they found anything. No arrests are currently planned. They just raided okay. his home, I guess. A lot of agents, well, though. They got pictures, guns drawn. I think he still deserves it. Well, we'll see what happens. I don't anyway, know why they raided his house. <clears throat> anyway, this has been abs in a six pack. Noah Beamer is his laptop died. From it was uh, add that to the Clinton body count. Noah's laptop. This has been absent a six pack. Hillary Clinton is starting a podcast. about the Lolita Express or how she killed Jeffrey Epstein or her recipe for spirit cooking Just to rip off Joe Rogan right away. Why aren't I 50 points ahead? The Russians, Putin, R Russia, Russia. Why aren't I 50 points ahead? The Kremlin, Putin, and the Russian government. Why aren't I 50 points ahead? Russian, Putin, the Russians, Russia, the Kremlin, the Russians, Putin, Russia, Russian, Russia. Uh, could be Trump. Yeah, yeah. Trump, Trump. Oh, yeah. Trump, uh, could be Trump, yeah, yeah, Trump, Trump, oh yeah, Trump, uh, could be Trump, yeah, yeah, Trump, Trump, oh yeah, Trump, uh, could be Trump, yeah, yeah, Trump, Trump, oh yeah, Trump, uh, could be Trump, yeah, yeah, Trump, Trump, oh yeah, Trump, uh, could be Trump, yeah, yeah, Trump, Trump, oh yeah, Trump, uh, could be Trump, yeah, yeah. And chauvinists and sexists and misogynists 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 and chauvinists.
and sexist and misogynist. Quiet, 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 quiet